Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the Greatest Nation, on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me today on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. I want to thank you for helping us build a bridge to conversation Conversation that's oh my god is so needed in this country right now. I mean R A T right now. It's needed right now in America, and uh, we're going to have that conversation right here on the C L Bryant Show. And uh, I think I've um, uh, told you folks, all of you, that we have uh, fired it up here in uh, Florida. Yeah, I guess yeah. We're we're still above the frost line uh, here in Jensen Beach. Yeah, but um, we're not below the frost line here in Jensen Beach. It can still get cold here, and it does get a little cool here, uh, especially at night. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it can be hot and muggy. But uh, we've relocated the show here. And we've relocated everything here. I've relocated my life here. And so we're just trying to find my way uh, and everything and a lot of snags and and things that go on uh, along the way. But, hey, we always find our way through nothing that hasn't happened before. And probably, unfortunately, something and nothing that's not going to happen again. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Michelle's coming up in the second half of the show. If you guys have not met Michelle, Michelle is... Uh, my executive producer been with me from day one of the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, my biggest critic, uh, one of my biggest fans, uh, probably my biggest cricket. <laughs> More than my biggest fan. But anyway, uh, certainly want to, uh, I certainly appreciate that. And most of you, all of you know, all of you, anybody who knows me, uh, and Michelle can attest to this and uh, of course Jane would tell you if she could and my daughters would tell you but anybody that knows me know that I love just absolutely uh, admire uh, strong strong women uh, admire uh, strong characters in, in, uh, in females and uh, women who have their own mind and, and that type of thing I, I truly admire that Michelle well, you fit all that bill, kid. There's no question about it. I can't talk no sense into you. That's the truth. And I'm, uh, I love trying, though. I do love trying. And so she's going to come on here with me today. And we're going to, I don't know what we may go round and round about. Uh, but uh, radio, if it's not conversational, if it's not uh, even controversial, sometimes. It, it will all the time. If radio is not controversial or, or interesting in some kind of way, it's boring. Turn it off. Go to something else. Go to something else. We're going to launch this YouTube channel. And I had my buddy, 
uh, come over here and uh, set up the backdrop. You might check me out on uh, Facebook, not not Facebook, but uh, Twitter, Twitter. Those of you who are still on Twitter, uh, go on Twitter and you can see uh, the backdrop. I'm standing in front of the backdrop there. Not the best picture, but it's there. And uh, we're looking for office space. We haven't found the office space we really want here. So we're doing it where we do it <laughs> uh, here. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to the YouTube channel coming up. Stay with us. All of you who hang in with us. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day. And uh, you know what? I never really thought about it. I never really thought about it. Heck, uh, I got a bunch of you over over a bunch of you. <laughs> uh, I don't have Hannity's. I don't have Hannity's audience, but uh, we got got a bunch of you who come in every day and listen to us, and we certainly do appreciate that. And so we're thinking that uh, we would get the same type of response and audience if we did YouTube. And so uh, my parent company, the company that uh, I have been with for 12 years uh, on the road, crisscrossing the nation, uh, FreedomWorks thought it would be a good idea. Hey, CL, let's do, uh, let's do a YouTube channel featuring you on YouTube. And that backdrop that you're seeing at Rev, R-E-V, at Rev C.L. Bryant is uh, going to be the backdrop for our uh, YouTube channel. Going to look for you to come along with there. It's going to be interactive where I'm going to be able to talk to you. You can talk back uh, to me. And and uh, we're just going and just doing it. It's a whole new world for us. I know there's a lot of people who've been doing it for a long time, but not us. And I don't think anybody is going to do it as good as we are going to do it. I don't think anybody's going to bring the flavor to radio like we bring flavor to radio. All types of folks are going to be coming on the show. Folks who never even thought they'd ever be on radio is going to be coming on radio with me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of things to promote, a lot of things to talk about uh, here that's happening in our country. You know, um, John Tamney was on with me the other day and uh, John has this book where he expresses his ideas about uh, the way work is going to go for young people in our country. John's predicting that you young folks flying around out there right now or the young people, you know, hanging around trying to figure out what you're going to do. If you can get your act together right, and flying around on private jets and that type thing, that will be as common as Uber for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be as common I'm talking about in the next five to 10 years, you have so many young mega millionaires out there that flying around on um, in, in, in private jets will be common. Occasionally, when a, a very wealthy friend invites me to come do something, yeah, they'll private me jet in. They'll jet me privately in. Did I say that backwards? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, they'll jet me privately in. But that's uh, far and few between. Yeah. They got the money. It costs money to fly somebody in private. We once flew in. Uh, well, I won't call the name because you'll, yeah. But, anyway, we once flew them in privately, and uh, it, it costs quite a bit of money. Thank goodness we knew the pilot. But still, the fuel costs money. 
Jet fuel is ridiculous, and and hey, you can't so you're not gonna solar power no jet no 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 private jet. I know that much. I, mean, I don't know a whole bunch, and I'm certainly no no physics or or expert, or I'm not even a, a mathematician by a long shot. <laughs> I ain't. But uh, you're not fueling, you're not flying across country on a private jet or anything else. Uh, you're not going to Greyhound bus. You're not going to drive the Suburban or the Tahoe or whatever across country with no solar power. It ain't happening. You can pray that God gives you sunshine all the way. But the rays of the sun as of yet have not proven to be powerful enough to give us what we need out of the V8, V6 and four cylinder engine. Are you hearing me? Heck, I even like uh, I even like torque when I ride my lawnmower. I want the one that's got some torque in it. I like to be able to pull stuff with my lawnmower. So, and I just don't see how, uh, you know, we're going to get all that out of solar power. But that's what you are uh, pushing toward. That's what you're pushing toward when you stand with and stand behind the foolishness that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are trying to push through with this uh, S1 bill. Well, with HR1, they did uh, push that through, but now this, it's in the Senate. Speaking of the Senate, (laughs) speaking of the House of Representatives, I don't know if you saw the fiasco yesterday between uh, my friend Jim Jordan. In fact, I tweeted out not long ago something with me and Jim uh, were somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but Jim stood his ground yesterday against uh, a pack of wolves in the House of Representatives. They were attacking him for asking Dr. Fauci a question. And the question basically centered around, which Fauci really didn't didn't answer, you know, at all, as to when we can get back to doing, uh, doing our thing. W- when can we get back to being Americans? Well, you know, as far as I'm concerned, one of the reasons I moved to Florida it's because it really seemed like it was free, and I like Ron DeSantis. I'm going to be helping Ron do what he does, you know, no doubt about it. And uh, then I probably have to help my friend in Louisiana do what they do, too, because we need a new governor in Louisiana. Earthquakes in Louisiana. Shreveport. Yeah, earthquakes in Shreveport, Louisiana. Just tweeted out not long ago. You know, it's scripture, though. Jesus said there's going to be. Earthquakes in diverse places, diverse, you know, different places, strange places he was trying to indicate. And how much strange can it get when we're talking about Louisiana, anywhere in Shreveport, uh, even though it's hilly, it can be very hilly in Shreveport. I'm sure they're, 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 they're trying to blame it on the fracking, which means that I need to call my attorney <laughs> and see if we can up the ante. On uh, this, yeah, we will, you know, so I know that the person that I'm indicating this to is listening, listens every day. And you 
need to call the attorney. <laughs> if they are blaming the earthquakes on fracking. Are you hearing me? The, the end of the liberal party will be their own doing. And you know what? I can't wait until they implode. In fact, let's help them. Let's help them implode. Let's help them. All it takes is for you. Yeah, you. You to stand up and push back. Push back, stand up. And we can, if we had done that in, in, the, in the last election, the last presidential election, and, and, you know, life is filled with, you know, what ifs. But I need you to ask yourself a question right now. Ask yourself a question right now. If you pay any attention to what's going on around you, I mean, if, if you just don't get up and, and, and go outside and, and go to work and come back home, you do whatever you do, and you never pay attention to what's going on in the world, you will know that Russia, China, Iran, the, the, the Taliban, everybody... And little Kim's even firing off rockets now. Everybody is acting up. Everybody, everybody who was who was subdued under control. Trump had little Kim on a leash. He had the Russians backed into a corner. He had the Chinese respecting us. They weren't treating us like idiots anymore. The Taliban was non-existent. We, in fact, the president got on, got came on many times and said, "Hey, we have defeated the Taliban." Guess what? All of them, in one of them. Every one of them, they are popping up. They're raising up their ugly heads again. Taliban, we're pulling out of Afghanistan. What are the people afraid of? The people afraid of the Taliban uh, doing their thing again, uh, coming in and taking over again. Why? Because the people over there are sheep. They have always been sheep. And you are becoming sheepish Americans because of this person who has taken oath of office and is sitting in the Oval Office. We all know, you know, I know, it's no secret. Joe Biden doesn't run this show. I tell you one thing, though, Donald Trump did run the show, and this was my whole point right here. This was my point that I'm trying to make. This wasn't going on just a few months ago. What is this? Mid-April? This is the 14th, 15th of April, whatever it is. Oh my God, is it tax day? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, writing checks ain't easy to do. It's the day the 15th. Oh my God. Yesterday was the 15th. How could I lose track of that? Oh, well, the perils of Pauline continue. <laughs> if you only knew, if you only knew uh, what I'm going through right now, uh, you, 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 you would have uh, some, some semblance of, of human, the milk of human kindness would 
should flow from you or something like that. That's what, that's what it should do. So yesterday was April 15th. They're looking for my check. I didn't get it postmarked before midnight. So there's, guess what? There's another penalty. Now, you see, talking about if, if, you, if we had. Now, now, I know it's much too late to even think about Ted Cruz and his uh, plan to get rid of the IRS, who I truly do dislike. In, I intensely dislike them. They know it. I, they know it. They know it. We've had this ongoing battle for years. I intensely dislike them, but I certainly don't like to miss tax day. But I got wrapped all up in the move. Somehow I was thinking it was the 13th or something, 14th yesterday. But today is the 16th of April. But I wonder if there's other people out there during this COVID fiasco and everything that's going on who, you know, might be in the same quandary. I mean, even though the the retail market is going crazy, people are buying stuff. Do you know why? Because the government's giving them money. They're giving them the money that I'm going to send to IRS. That you're sending to IRS. Are you getting any benefits from that? I sincerely doubt it. But people are spending money hand over fist. And nobody's working. But they're spending money. Where are they getting this money? Stimuli. Stimuli is in their pockets. And stimuli is keeping the economy booming. But remember the words of the Iron Maiden, the Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher. Eventually, to sound as much like Margaret as I can, eventually, you run out of other people's money. That's what she said. And you can pass all the stimulus packages you want to pass, but eventually you run out of other people's money because government has none. They simply have yours. And that noise behind behind me that's in the backdrop I have no idea what they're doing here uh, at the place, but uh, they sure need to wear ear uh, plugs if they're working close to that thing because it is loud. Eventually, you run out of other people's money. Don't ever forget that because that is true. Americans, we have a lot to talk about here today. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. Come back to me. I'll be right here. We got much to talk about. Michelle's coming up. Second hour, second hour of the show. And uh, that's always a whole lot of fun. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. Be right back right here on Red State, the Talk Monster. <laughs>
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. You know, it's always, uh, this is CL, CL back with you, but it's always, it's always uh, good when you get a text after you have been distressed saying, never fear, Uncle Sam is okay. (laughs) And that's why I keep that person on payroll. (laughs) That's exactly why, you know, uh, you got to keep on. When they, they, I was thinking that I, w- I, I thought I was, I thought I did that. But um, anyway, it's done. They have their pound of flesh from C.L. Bryant postmarked before midnight last night. In fact, it was a couple of days ago. But the whole idea is the founding fathers never thought that we would let them shove us around like this. They thought penny taxes were just absolutely outrageous. Yeah, our founders. Yeah, our founders. They went to war. <laughs> we, it was revolt over pennies in taxes. Have you ever, you, you've, never, you've never studied that? you never looked at that? They would think that we have lost our minds letting the feds dig into our pockets the way they do and then just give your money to whoever they want to give it to. Are you hearing me? We have gotten so far away from what this was all intended to be. There is no recognition of, of, of what the purpose, the intent of this nation is concerned. It, there just doesn't seem to be any recognition of that anymore. Yeah, they, they went to, we went to war not over thousands of dollars that you're going to owe in taxes as far as that's concerned. We went to war because the British were charging us penny, more pennies in taxes without the representation that we needed in parliament. And I am saying to you, and that's, that's the governmental body there in, in, in Great Britain, but I am in England, but I am saying to you, the same thing is happening to you now with the spending of American money. Do you real, don't you know we're $30 trillion in debt because of this kind of out of control spending? One of the reasons I'm a fiscal conservative, you know, Hey, I, I'm all for anybody who wants to do their thing. You, listen, as long as I don't have to pay for it, you can do whatever you want to do. If it doesn't hurt me and mine and I don't have to pay for it. 
If you can do your thing without hurting me or mine and I don't have to pay for it, I don't care what you do. That's your life. It's your business. Have at it. Have fun. Hope, hope it's fun. Hope it's rewarding for you. But, but, on the other hand, I'm a fiscal conservative. I, I just don't want, I'm a, I'm, I'm very, I guess, liberal in, in the way that, you know, you live your life, do whatever you want. Toot your own horn, babe. Do your thing, you know. I'm, I'm all for you. As long as I don't have to pay for it, and as long as it doesn't hurt me or mine, we're good. You're good to go. But when it comes to spending money for stuff that I, I didn't sign on to this, and you're just gonna you're just gonna spend uh, our money without uh, any representation on this, without any input from uh, the Republican Party or the conservatives on this, you just bull rush stuff through. That's what that's what happened with HR one, and they're trying to do that with SB one. The Senate Bill 1, which is the same as H.R. 1, uh, it, it will make slaves of us all. I hope you're hearing me. It And everybody's talking about Jim Crow this and Jim Crow that. The very Haven't you seen, haven't you paid attention? The very things that they accuse others of, they do. They're doing it. They're in the process of doing it. The very thing that they point. Oh, you know, I had a cousin like that. I did. I have a, had a cousin like that. Oh, she'd go run and tell. She'd go run and tell. When she thought that we were close to getting caught, (laughs) she would go and tell on us. She would go and tell that we were doing something. Of course, we'd all say, uh, well, she was too, you know, but it didn't matter. Because she's the one who told my, I don't know, uh, know, she got a spanking because she was a tattletale. But just saying. What I'm saying is the Democrats are always running and trying to tell the American people how evil and bad the conservatives and the Republicans are for doing such and such, for trying to uh, do, uh, bring back Jim Crow and, 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 and they want to put you in chains and, and all that kind of thing. When the very bills that they have about they're trying to pass, and if you are not diligent, they're gonna pass them the very thing that they're trying to make you believe that i'm trying to do to you that republican and conservative uh uh, representatives are trying to do to you they are the ones they are the ones they are the ones who are hiding in plain sight they are snakes i am telling you they are snakes and do you know why I am telling you they are snakes. I don't know if you've ever been walking in the woods. I had, I did it all the time. I grew up basically in the woods down on my grandparents' farm in the summertime. My grandfather was a pulpwood cutter and, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, cutting pulpwood makes you, uh, you know, you, you become what you work with. You become a tree. You become as hard as a tree. And as a young man, I was a real strapping young man because I worked with trees. I worked with lumber and 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 that type of thing you know i cut them down i was a young man my grandfather was one heck of a guy and um let me tell you something walking through the woods i will never forget this 
one day while strolling through the park one day. But I was walking through the woods one day. And uh huh. I almost stepped on a coiled up uh cotton mouth. I wasn't wasn't paying no attention. I, I was just it was it was it was somewhat cool. The sun was coming out and the snake I guess had come out to warm itself. Yeah. And the the reason that I'm bringing that up is Democrats are snakish like that. They can be in plain sight. Oh, you hear? I mean, because this this snake was right in the path, and that's what that's what that's what that's what's happening with the Democrats. They are right in our path. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. You can't see them until you just about step on them and they bite you. One more step and I would have been in striking distance of that five foot, at least five, five, at least five foot. Maybe not. He wasn't six feet. It wasn't that big. But at least a five foot cotton mouth. And they are mean. The only thing I believe that kept that cotton mouth from being so uh, bad and coming at, because they will come, a cotton mouth, uh, if he feels like his territory is being threatened, you got to go. Or he does. He'll lose his life defending it. I don't know why a football team didn't call cotton mouths or something like that. They are tenacious when it comes to defending their territory. The Democrats remind me of that reptilian, snakish kind of cottonmouth-ish attitude. They can hide in plain sight. They can actually show you their fangs. But for some reason, you can't see them. You're walking along there. Uh, as though everything is just cool and okay, but it's not until you feel the 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 the, the piercing of fangs. Never been bit by a snake. Grandpa had, my daddy had too. They both tell me that uh, you know it, <laughs> there is no. Um, uh, icy chill greater than the one that goes through you when you know that you have been bitten. You've been bitten by a poisonous snake. You, you, you say you may not panic, you may not freak out, but you know that you it's it's a, it's a it's an iciness. It's it, I can't even describe it. That uh, when you know that you have been hit, been bitten by a poisonous snake. And friends, there's an iciness that ought to be running through you now. Just the thought of the damn sinking their fangs into our American flesh. There should be an iciness that is associated with that. I am telling you it should be. Because there is irreparable damage that can occur if Pelosi gets her way. Now, when it comes to this court stacking, 
uh, when it comes to court stacking, if Nancy Pelosi continues not to go along with that, and she's not so far, then it will take the uh, abolishment of the senatorial filibuster to uh, get this packing of the courts through. And Nancy doesn't seem like she's on board with it. Biden doesn't seem like he's on board with it because they're old school. They're from the old school. So they're not on with it. They're not on board with it. But the snakish part of it, the thing that's laying out there in the middle of the path for you to step on, for you to be bitten by, is the idea that this is, is, is blending into the American landscape right now. What was I telling you? Our four parents would never, ever have gone along with what we are going along with now in, in, in allowing the deficit to get as big as it has gotten. It, it's, it, it's, it's, like, it's like when you, um, and, and I, I certainly hope that any of you can, will be able to enjoy what I'm about to say at some point in your life. It's like being in a position and none, none of us, I, I'm, I'm certainly not in that position, but I, I know many, many people who are. It's like being in a position, and all of us are striving for this, at least you should be, where you don't have uh, uh, worries. Now, living in America uh, kind of presents that because our worries are different than the worries of other people in other countries. Different families have different worries, uh, whether they're family or, or, or economic or uh, whatever it is. They have different social worries, whatever. They, they have different worries. But there, there comes a point in time, uh, if in fact you're, you're searching for it and looking for it, where you come to a place where your worries are not like those of a lot of folks. They're different. Uh, they're not money worries. They're not uh, worries about uh, you know relationships or anything like that. You're, you're not worried about that. What you, the only thing that concerns you is whether or not the climate that gave you the opportunity to be prosperous in this nation, if that climate continues, and whether or not that climate goes away. And um, Americans had gotten into a place, especially after Reagan, where we were becoming prosperous again after Jimmy Carter, where things went disastrously wrong. And this this is exactly what we're going to see here with Joe Biden if he stays in that office. And I don't think he's going to be in the office much longer. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's got designs on him with that 25th Amendment. He's not going to be in the office much longer. But we had gotten uh, comfortable with making money. And when you get to that point where you don't have the worries that you used to have, the worries that, uh, you know, uh, used to affect you in an adverse way, you become, you relax. And, w- and when you relax before time, before it's time to relax, if you relax without covering all the bases that will keep you relaxed, then that relaxation, the climate 
can go away and the very thing that you have been comfortable in changes. Are you hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes. And so you, you, you start this, this, this catch-up game of trying to reverse it and take it back to where it was just five months ago, just six months ago. You know, you, you, you're in a panic. You're trying to take it back there because you relaxed and you didn't cover all the bases. That's what happened in that Georgia race. Somehow we were thinking, I, I really don't know. And I'll never know how they stole. Listen, I will never back up off of the idea that the presidential election was stolen. I know it was. There's no way that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. There's no way. There's just no way. Uh, you know, if uh, for some reason Joe Biden had gotten two or three million more votes than um, the present President uh, Trump, mm, it might be more viable. Might might have been able to buy that a little bit better. No, but I know doggone well he didn't get more votes than Barack Obama. And black folks, I've been telling you, you've been standing around watching this happen to yourself. I, we've been telling you, I've been telling you myself, along with others, hundreds of others, have been telling you that you are being duped, hoodwinked, bamboozled, swindled. And how do we get to this point? Uh, black folks, I don't know how you got here because it wasn't until Trump that we had the highest un- unemployment, rather, the lowest unemployment rate in the history of this country. I don't know how you got bamboozled. Latinos either. I don't know how you got bamboozled because the, the same thing happened to you. you. You had the highest employment rate, lowest unemployment rate among blacks and Latinos. It, it didn't happen until Trump was president of the United States. But these snakes hiding in plain sight, these Democrats hiding right on the path, you have gotten too close to them too often. In fact, what's wrong with you black folks? What's wrong with Latinos in this country? What's wrong with poor white folks in this country who vote Democrat? You are snake bit. Oh, that's what's wrong with you. Uh, you can, you can, yeah, you can, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time, huh? No, you can't. You can fool all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And if you don't think that there is an awakening going on in this nation right now, or as my uncle would have said, rat now. R-A-T now. Rat now. I want you to do it rat now. God rest his soul. Loved him. My favorite one, Luther. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're getting snake bit. You're about to be snake bit. Better wake up. I'm sounding the alarm. And I'll be back to sound as a more when I come back. See you. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. Yes, I do. God bless you and God bless America. And I pray that God will allow America's eyes to fall open. I pray that the scales fall off of the American eyelids because they are heavily laden with the scales of progressivism and the ideals of political correctness. The ideals of political correctness. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it do. So, what next? Let's look at what's going on in the world right now. Okay. Uh, you have uh, $1.7 billion to be spent on tracking COVID variants. In other words, how the disease mutates and, you know, it turns into something else that could be worse than it was. We're going to spend uh, $1.7 billion on that. I want you to keep in mind that the 500,000 number of deaths that uh, Joe Biden says he carries around in his pocket every day. Why he has to say that, I don't know, but uh, (laughs) he does every chance he gets. I want you to know, and you need to know this, that those are not accurate figures because everybody who died with a heart attack who happened to have had COVID, then that's a COVID death. If you died of a stroke, whooping cough, whatever. But you also had COVID. You know, the you were positive for COVID. That's a COVID death. You do realize that uh, during that, you know, the real onset of the real uh, height of all of this, people weren't dying from heart attacks and uh, strokes. You, you, they didn't do that. Everybody died from COVID. Even my friend Herman Kane, my mentor, Herman Kane. Herman had been a colon cancer survivor uh, and a survivor of one or I can't remember the other form of cancer that he had survived. Okay? But Herman uh, got sick because he was pushing himself in ways that he should not have pushed himself with his condition, but that was his call. That was his life. That was his call. And I admire his courage. But because he had T 
tested positive at some point after we were together in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this picture that went viral around uh, you know the, the nation. Uh, me and you know Herman, myself, uh, who was Stacy uh, Washington, and uh, didn't was Deneen Deneen Barelli. Uh, was in that one along with uh, Corinne. Corinne Rankin is in that pick. I'm thinking Dr. Um, uh, Carol um, Swain is in that picture. Uh, they had painted every one of us because Herman had, at that point in time, come down with COVID. They were expecting each and every one of us to die of the same thing, right? They would come down with the same thing, right? And of course, no, none of us did. And all of us had been, we'd been around the president that day. And so all of us had to have had COVID testing and been, been, been negative for it. Herman was among those. So none of us at that point in time, when that picture was taken, tested positive for, for, for COVID at all. None of us did, including Herman. But to, to give you an idea of how they want to paint the narrative, they they want you to think that uh, just because you're in that picture there, you 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 got COVID and you're going to spread it, and that's the hysteria that has been going on in this country. And they want you to believe that 500,000 people have died from COVID. That is not true. 500,000 people have died with COVID but not from COVID. Herman's family will tell you that Herman may have died with COVID, but Herman Cain did not die from COVID. But that's the way it's going to be listed. And so everything that they have been uh, telling you and, and, and all these figures that Joe Biden calls himself uh, carrying around in his pocket and all this kind of thing. Friends, they are lying to you. You have believed a narrative that is not true. It's a lie. And all of us need to wake up. China is acting crazy. The Russians are uh, controlling the Black Sea now, especially since Joe Biden has ordered two of our U.S. destroyers, well, the only two U.S. destroyers I think that we have in that area, in that region. He's ordering them out. Friends, we are living in an alternate and twisted reality. We are, at this moment, the only superpower left on the earth. And the only thing that was holding us in that position is this we had the resolve to remain that way that is what kept us at superpower status we had the resolve 
through Donald Trump, because Hillary Clinton would have done the same thing that you're seeing Joe Biden do. Maybe not as clumsily as Joe Biden is doing it, but Hillary Clinton would have been as, as just as lethal to who we are as Americans as Joe Biden is just as lethal. Believe that don't do not doubt that she would have done it. Now, Chinese are acting up. Taliban is coming back since we're leaving Afghanistan. Chinese are going to try and intimidate Taiwan. And once you start intimidating Taiwan, Japan gets very, very nervous. Nobody was nervous about that situation just six months ago. What changed? Well, it's easy to see what changed. A blind man could see what changed. Yeah. The Oval Office, the, 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 the room with no corners, the Oval Office changed. The person in the Oval Office, the man in the Oval Office is no longer commander in chief. I don't know what you got. I, I don't even know what you got going on because let's let's look at it like I told you like I told you a couple of days ago I was on a radio interview I did several radio interviews yesterday I did a couple of zooms uh, last evening but like I told you and and I was saying this to I think one of my kids uh, last night maybe I was talking to my son or one of my daughters it would have to be one of them I only have sons and daughters Uh, Kamala Harris Standing in the wings, and you need to know what I think. All this, I think, all of us are aware of that, right? She's standing in the wings. No, she's not vice president. I want you to, I want you to understand this now. Kamala Harris is not vice president. She is, she is standing currently right off stage of being president of the United States. And guess what? Joe Biden knows it. He says it subconsciously all the time. President Harris. Joe Biden knows it. Talk about somebody who has sold their soul in order to get a title. Joe Biden. He would say to whoever put him in the position, and this had to happen, since he does not run the, run the show. He doesn't. But he wears the title of commander-in-chief of the United States. So guess what had to happen? Somebody had to say to Joe, you know, Joe, you are not going to run anything. We're going to run you. That's what's going to have to happen. Are you good with that? You'll get the title of president. You'll get the ti- you'll get to ride around in the bat in the baddest presidential plane on the planet. Air Force One. 
oh, Joe, you'll have secrecy, you'll have security all, all over the place. And when you retire, you'll have a golden parachute because uh, your feet will never touch the ground, Joe, if you just go along with this deal. We'll run stuff. We'll run you. You can wear the title that you've always wanted, Joe. The title of president, not to me, C.L. Bryant, but that's what they're going to give you, Joe. If you'll just sell out and say you'll let us handle this and you say what we want you to say, you do what we want you to do. And, Joe, when we stick a piece of paper in front of you, brother, you sign it. The first couple of months of his presidency, you could see the manipulation. You could see the the invisible hand twisting him. And then when he started signing these executive orders, Joe Biden didn't even read it. At one point, you could hear him say, is this where I sign? Is this where you want me to sign? He actually said that. We are, ladies and germs, we are living in a (laughs) alternate reality, an alternate American reality where truly these aren't just words. It's a fact. I was telling a friend just this, this morning, it dawned on me. The people who delivered my car here, I had one uh, shipped. It was, you know, inexpensive. They were Russians. Yeah, young, young Russian couple, male and female. Oh, this is not, this is whether or not, we start talking about it's not like where were you from? Where were you from? Oh, Russia. I was surprised. Now, my car came from Louisiana. I'm in Florida. I don't know if they were with it the whole way or they, I don't know. I just know that it looked like the same truck that picked it up in the photographs that I have. I'll be back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. This is CL Bryant Show. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. 
the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is american we have to uh, do all we can right now folks i mean i'm not kidding this is not a drill this is not a dress rehearsal it is this is full on this is real we have to save the republic if you can keep it if you can keep it, and then, hey, it is time now to step forward. All of you who are patriots, sons of patriots, sons of sons of patriots, it's time to keep the republic. All kinds of things are going on in this country, and some of them even biblical. You know, Jesus uh, said that uh, in Matthew 24, there'd be earthquakes in divers places and so forth. And I, I, I uh, would, would think that um, my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, is um, right now, in my mind anyway, uh, can be considered one of those diverse places where earthquakes would happen. Because I'm not kidding. I wasn't joking with you. In fact, uh, when my producer told me and Michelle told me that uh, there had been earthquakes in, in, in Shreveport, I thought she was pulling my leg, you know. Uh, and, she, you know, and uh, you know, right, really? And then her husband, Mark, uh, you know, he, 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 conf- he confirmed that. Not that I had to wait, wait for Mark to confirm it, but... But anyway, <laughs> Michelle uh, has on uh, Michelle. You, you, I don't know if you're there or Mike is. I, ha- I have on with me my good friend uh, Mike Woods. I know that that he's on and he's studied all types of geological uh, uh, situations and formations and all that kind of thing because he's in the oil and gas business and that's what we do in Louisiana. Uh, but Michelle uh, was telling me about that. But I want Mike Woods to come on uh, with me, businessman extraordinaire, uh, all the way around and uh, educator as well. Mike, welcome back. As always, to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? I'm fine, my friend. How are you, C.L.? I'm doing fantastically well, Mike, but uh, there's other things I want to talk to you about. But first, let's deal with this earthquake thing. What, uh, people are saying that that's because of the, the fracking that's going on down there in DeSoto Parish Way, and, and they're, they're trying to demonize that, I guess. Uh, so, Mike, you bring some, shed some light on that. Give us some truth. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about earthquakes in Louisiana. The, the, the first registered earthquake in Louisiana was in 1842. Uh, no fracking was involved <laughs> south of, of Baton Rouge. And, and you have to understand the geology of Louisiana. You know, we are located in, in what is called the Gulf Coast Basin. Uh, and in the basin, you, you have a basement rock that is deeper covered by sedimentary layers on top of it. And, and through the years, there have been... Granted, not major earthquakes. People think of, of San Francisco and others, you know, but we probably had a hundred or more earthquakes in Louisiana, anywhere from three to four magnitude. So not, not substantial earthquakes, but earthquakes nevertheless. And, and if you look at the U.S. geological map, there are a series of faults, especially in the northern part of Caddo Parish, and there's one in the northern part of the Soda Parish that, that could possibly, when you have a fault, and you have, and, and this is probably more than you want to know, that there's a concept called plate tectonics where the, the earth actually has different plates that, that slide around. Yeah. And what happens with, with plate tectonics and with faulting from time to time, you have a slippage and a fault which causes an earthquake. Fracking at 11,000 feet isn't going to cause an earthquake at surface. But what can cause earthquakes at surface? We are injecting tremendous amounts of produced water uh, from fracking operations, from oil and gas operations, and shallower zones that can lubricate these plates and, and make them slip. So I, I don't think there's any question that, that some of the issues we're dealing with uh, is indirectly related to oil and gas production. And of course, the, the fallacy of, of uh, 
of blaming the oil people, anything that comes out of the ground, according to the EPA, is, is contaminated. And so you cannot, you can't treat the water. You know, it, it would be simple to, through reverse osmosis and other processes to, to make this water potable, make it a lot better than what we have in the Red River right now. Yeah. But because the EPA won't let us do that, we have to put it back in the ground. And, and so that, that could possibly cause some of this stuff. But we've had earthquakes in Louisiana, as I said, since 1842. I mean, the, yeah. the Indians say that Caddo Lake was formed as a result of an earthquake. I, I, I've never seen wow. anything scientific on that, but, uh, you know, it, yeah. it makes sense. I was, uh, I was joking around uh, this morning with Michelle, and I was saying, well, is, is, is it necessary then to start buying property in Wascom because Shreveport's going to fall in a Caddo Lake? I mean, you know, what's going to happen with <laughs> What's going to happen with that? And so, but, but, well, but, know, but and people don't realize, CL, and you know, at one time, all of Louisiana was covered by the ocean. I mean, the ocean went all the way up to, to Chicago. Uh, we have cored some wells at 10,000 feet in South Arkansas and, and gotten seashells because at one time that was a, a tidal lagoon up there, and that's what formed the, the hydrocarbons in, in, uh, in South Arkansas. But there's there's faults all through Louisiana. There's a, a somewhat of a, an eyebrow-shaped fault that starts in Caddo Parish and goes all the way over to Union Parish. But if you look at the northern part of Caddo Parish, there are serious five or six faults that are in the northern part of the parish. And so that's why we're having all the, the earthquakes up there. Let me ask you this, uh, Mike Woods. Let me ask you this, sort of, sort of uh, uh, going along with uh, Louisiana having at one time uh, been covered with ocean. Is that the reason why you have what we call the Spanish moss? Is that an indication that land where, where Spanish moss is was once underwater? Is is, is that true, or, or is that any 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 I, indication of that? I, I, that? That's a good question, CL. I, I've never heard that analogy, but, um, um, you know, it, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then, uh, going back to our topic, Mike. Uh, what... what what the heck is going on uh, here in this country, man, uh, when you have the Chinese beginning to act up again? You have the Russians uh, uh, making uh, aggressive moves in the Black Sea. You have the Taliban that's about to reinvigorate itself. Uh, is it, What lesson is it that Americans have missed? What is it that we need to learn, especially when we're seeing uh, these gas prices that I think are about to rise? I want you to talk to that as well. Well, the, the, the bottom line, CL, and, and you and I have been preaching for years, elections have consequences. And, and to think that we were allowed to be manipulated, I mean, CNN has now admitted, yeah, we we, we are manipulating uh, the media, the stories that you're hearing because we didn't like Donald Trump. But to think that we've elected somebody who, in a short period of time now, we're talking about we're going to stack the Supreme Court. Uh, we are, uh, gas prices, as you said, have, have gone out the roof. Uh, China is suddenly a, a, an arch enemy. Russia is an enemy. Uh, how would you like to be a woman in Afghanistan right now knowing the Taliban are getting ready to take back over again? I mean, we are we are marching backwards as far as our own personal freedoms. I mean, when they're talking about the constitutional amendments are now just suggestions, they aren't really um, uh, valid. Um, I mean, it's... But, you know... The attack <laughs> on police officers, Mike... Uh, you deal with a lot of young people and have dealt with young people over the years. What are we breeding? What are we grooming in the coming society when you take away the respect and, uh, and respectability of those men and women in blue? 
well, not only the men and women in blue, uh, uh, school teachers, I mean, uh, yes, uh, police officers, firemen. Uh, and Chicago, the latest shooting in Chicago is a great example. I was just reading something just a few minutes ago. Uh, they, The young man, the 13-year-old that was killed had a gun in his hand eight-tenths of a second prior to the officer shooting him. And the gun had been fired nine times a block away. So we're, we're putting our police force in split-second decisions. He's chasing somebody who's got a gun in his hand and who turns, and his hand is behind the fence as he drops the gun, but the police officer didn't see that, and, and he shoots the, uh, the young man and, and kills him, unfortunately. But w- complete disrespect for authority across the board. Well, you know, when you and I were growing up, C.L., if we got in trouble with school, we got in a lot worse trouble when we got home. Amen to that. That doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. It's the teacher's fault. You don't like my child. It's the principal's fault. You're picking on him because of, of whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, I, I think uh, Frank and Graham had the, the greatest comment when, when they were asking about the looting in, in, uh, in New Orleans after Katrina. And he said, well, what did you expect when you took God out of the schools? I mean, Absolutely. you and I grew up Absolutely. With, saying the Pledge of Allegiance, saying prayers in school, yeah. and having a respect for authority. And that's that's out the window today. Mike, uh, my uh, teacher called my house one time, one time. I think I was in the third grade or the third or fourth grade. And my parents, both of them, took me up to the school, Mike, took me up to the school. And in front of her, told her that they uh, w- she would never have any problems with me again. And guess what, Mike? She didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And that is gone. I was was there too, CL, and and you probably got your bottom spanked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why she didn't have any problem with me again. That's why. That's That's exactly why. But, you know, Mike, uh, this is something that you and I uh, have discussed uh, before, and uh, I I think uh, it's appropriate that we at least talk about it uh, now. Uh, And that is um, this Jim, Jim Crow thing that they have throwing around. I see that they have moved so many things out of Georgia, but Georgia, if they're wanting to aid black people, Georgia has more black business in Atlanta than Louisiana has in the whole state. Than than Colorado has in the whole state. But I see that Will Smith has moved his movie project to Louisiana because he's protesting Georgia and MLB baseball. We all know the all-star game uh, or the yeah, the all-star game thing there. Uh, they, they hurt black business all the way around. Where is this uh, race counter uh, cancel culture? What, what is what's the point in this, Mike? Do you see any point in it? Well, first of all, moving the Major League Baseball game, $100 million impact on Atlanta. And you're exactly right, CL. Who is it going to impact? The majority black population in Atlanta. Uh, and, and they're moving it to a, to a city that's 93% white. I mean, boy, that, that makes perfect sense to, to uh, uh, punish the folks in Atlanta. Uh, you know, CL, we've reached a point now, you know, we can't have legitimate conversations. We can't debate anymore. If, if I say something or you say something and the left disagrees, they just call us a racist. They don't ever go to what you said. I mean, the the absurdity, the state of Delaware, the state of New Jersey, they have more restrictive voting laws than Georgia has passed. And, and the, the scary thing, and, and people, people forget sometimes, you know, 
the war between the states was fought over states' rights issue. Everybody said it was a slavery issue. It, 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 slavery was one of the issues, yes. But the, the bottom line was the states got tired of the federal government telling them what to do. This H.R. 1 bill right now on, on voting, uh, we're, we're having corporations and the federal governments taking over what our state legislators are dictating. And, and wow. that's... That's scary. And when you look at it in high, when you look at it in hindsight and in present sight, Mike, you are seeing a, a over a hundred and fifty year old issue still being fought over states' rights, and you got people throwing around Jim Crow in twenty twenty one. The very thing you have just said was a an, an instrument of division in the Civil War is still an instrument of division in 2021 America. And, 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 and Mike, I, I just don't know how in the world we have, have gotten to this place. But let me ask you this question, because we have to talk about it. we got about uh, five minutes left in the interview. But I want, I want to talk to you about this. You and I have talked about a lot of things, but I don't think we've ever, ever broached this. And it's, it's important that you and I broach it because of the visual that it creates when you and I talk about it. Both of us grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. Both of us are sons of the South. We understand what that means. Okay, now, Mike... Is uh, is are my white counterparts, so-called white counterparts, because we're all Americans, we're all Louisianians and Shreveporters, whatever. But are the white counterparts, for the sake of conversation, being cowed down too much by all of this name calling and all of this? I mean, because if you shrink from the fight, the fight's lost. You got to stand up as well. You have to stand up as well. Once the argument is over because of non-confrontation, you're exactly right. And see, you know, people who didn't grow up in the South don't understand a lot of people. Yes, black people were treated inhumanely. The separate bathrooms, the ride in the back of the bus, all of that. But I also don't realize you and I both went to the same college together. Right. My high school was integrated before integration was forced in Caddo Parish. Uh, I, people are amazed to find out. You know, I have a child of color. My, my oldest daughter is Vietnamese. Right. I, I understand racism. I understand the, the anti-Asian sentiment right now. I don't understand it, but I, I realize it, recognize that it happens. But it is so easy to call me a racist or to call you a racist to set, shut the conversation down. And oftentimes, no matter what you say, it, it's you're just shouted out of the room. And, and so it, it doesn't make any difference what your, what your point is or what you're trying to say. But, but you're exactly right, Sia. We've got to start standing up and saying, look, this isn't right. It's, it's wrong to, for Major League Baseball to, to move out of Atlanta. Look who you're hurting. It's wrong for Coca-Cola, who's based in Atlanta, and Delta, who's based in Atlanta, to, to stand up and, and fight uh, over something that, that the legislated, the elected officials in Georgia have changed the voting laws to actually make them a broader time to vote. I mean, they've made it easier to do that. Yes, they are requiring a voter ID. How terrible. I don't think I can get on a desk airplane without a, without a valid driver's license. No. Uh, so, I mean, what's, what's the big deal? But, can't get a library card, Mike, without a driver's license. <laughs> You can't get a library. You can't get a library. Go to Shreve Memorial right now and, and try to get a, memori- a, a library a library card. You better have some ID. I just went and had a COVID test. The first thing they asked me, show me your driver's license. Exactly. 
Exactly. So listen, man, God bless you. God keep you. Thank you so much for coming on. I was going to have Michelle on and she rap. I wasn't going to be live today, but I had to come live today because so much is going on. Thank you for being there on short notice. Mike Woods, my good friend. Thank you so much. Glad to help you out, buddy. Take care. Bye. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. And that was my good buddy, Mike Woods, uh, calling in. And, uh, you know, I, since I've made the move, all kinds of stuff has has, uh, you know, kind of gone tangle wire on me. But um, we straightened it out. But just the same, um, I, it's just hard to regulate my day until I get everything Situation hard to regulate my life, hard to regulate everything, everything. And then, you know, you run into these snags where people call you and saying, hey, you know, did you know? <clears throat> no, I didn't know. And, and so you try to uh, remedy a lot of this stuff, and it's just difficult. It's very difficult to do when it's just one of you and you have no one to assist you, to help you. And taking care of things. But, you know, who do you trust? You know, what, what do you do? When you relocate, you re, re, relocate. And for the longest time, you know, it's you. It's just you doing what you do. And I have a feeling it's going to be that way uh, for a little bit longer. A little bit longer until I get everybody in place and get everything set up. Uh, everything is just haywire right now. But um, we'll be fine. Everything's going to be just fine. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. We're going to talk a little bit about um, this. I have Joe Bastardi. Uh, Joe, uh, those who you do not know, um, uh, astrologer, um, weatherman, Joe Bastardi. Uh, you're going to know him. You're going to find him out. Uh, and I want to right now uh, plug his book, The Weaponization of Weather in uh, a Phony Climate. Meteorologist uh, Joe Bastardi uh, will be my special guest. Uh, the Weaponization of Weather in the Phony Climate War. That's by Joe Bastardi. And you know the name. He helped start the Weather Channel and all of that. Joe's been a friend of the show for a long time. Uh, used to do radio in Shreveport, my, in uh, my hometown, over Keel, the same station that I started on radio uh, in uh, many years ago now. And so uh, stay with me. He'll be coming up after these brief words. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high 
hearts are bowing in reverence. CL. On this fantastic day in the USA, great day it is in the USA. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryan Show. Over the talk monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State, Red State Talk. And if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above uh, the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see housed the Red State Talk billboard and there above Ripley's, about a block from where we dropped the big ball in Times Square and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the C.L. Bryan Show does pop up there on the big screen. Seals looking right back at you. You know, folks, uh, there's a lot of things that can be weaponized, and there's a new book out uh, by a friend of the show. has been on with me many times. Uh, always glad to have him on. Michelle, we got to have him on more often, especially now. Uh, his book out, The Weaponization of Weather in the Phony Climate War. I want to bring its author on with me now. Friend of the show, uh, also used to do a lot of broadcasting around in Shreveport as well. Joe Bastardi, welcome back. Steve L. Bryan Show. How are you, brother? Oh, great. Uh, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to be on with you, CL. Thank you I, so much. I always enjoy, I enjoy every second of talking to you. And, uh, you know, th- thanks for the nice little plug on the book. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a relatively short book, folks, if you take a look at it. The front cover is a satire because I believe this is a phony war on two fronts. Just to say it real quick. One, these guys aren't warriors. They don't know what war is. I mean, maybe if you've served and seen war, that's one thing, okay? So they think that, oh, we're fighting this climate war. Second thing is uh, the climate really has nothing to do with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly a political issue, and I think it's a spiritual issue. It's part of this whole push where uh, we are, we're uh, substituting the relative truth of man versus uh, God and nature's absolute truths. And I think that's a common denominator throughout many things today. And the fact that, you know, I'm 65 now, and I've loved the weather since the uh, stream. My dad is a meteorologist. I can't believe I was the biggest weather geek and still am that you're ever going to meet. I can't <laughs> believe that even the politics is even dragging weather through the mud. You know, Joe, you know, Joe, I'm I'm somewhat of a weather geek, too. That's why I love having you. I'm I'm, that's why I love having you on on the show all the time. There's a lot that I want to talk to you about. But you know that there has been earthquakes in Shreveport, Louisiana, and uh, a lot of people have been concerned about it. I want to swing back around to the spirituality of uh, of all of this too, Joe, where we're worshiping the the creation more than the creator. But first, I, I want you to speak to us about those earthquakes in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, is that uncommon? Is that something that uh, we should be alarmed about? Speak to us, Joe Bastardi. Well, the the, the, the dirty little secret is well, there's a major fault called the New Madrid Fault that's centered over northern Mississippi. And in 1811 and 1812, there were three or four. Uh, earthquakes that measured uh, 7.8.0 on the Richter scale, and they were felt as far away as New York City, Hartford, and all the way back to El Paso, Texas. Uh, though I don't even back into West Texas. I don't know how big El Paso was then, and certainly uh, what was what would may have passed for Shreveport then 
uh, would have been involved in that. There was building damage uh, all the way to Cincinnati with some of them. So the, there is a there is a fault zone uh, in this area of the country. There's another one people don't know about around Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, they've had some devastating earthquakes around there. One in particular. If you ever visit Charleston, you'll see the uh, the earthquake faults in a lot of the buildings over there. So earthquakes are part of nature, and uh, you know we live in an area where there's a lot of settling sediment, you know, uh, because of uh, what's happened over time, and they're going to happen every once in a while. Let's just pray that we don't see something like a, a magnitude seven or eight, because if it's happened before, it certainly could happen again. Absolutely, it can, folks, and there is nothing new under the sun. Joe and I both are unashamedly, unabashed Christians, believers, and followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Joe, that's why I want to, glad that you mentioned, um, you know, the spiritual part of it, so that uh, you open the door for this conversation. Are we getting into, and, and of course I'm speaking to you as a, as a fellow Christian, as a fellow brother, but also as a, a, a meteorologist too, uh, are we getting, where well, you've studied our, our creation, you've seen the creation, you've studied it up close, but you're a believer in the Almighty, are we getting far too much into worshiping and deifying the creation rather than the creator? Talk to us, Job starting. A lot of this has to do with the arrogance of men. The smarter men get, the more they uh, try to, uh, you know, whether it's government or whatever, uh, substitute themselves for the creator, for God. Uh, I mean, it's a common denominator. And, uh, you know, the, the Apostle Paul, I think, said it best when he said, those who know what they know don't yet know what they ought to know because there's so much involved uh, with nature and the, the infinite, majestic uh, flow that is the atmosphere that it's very difficult to think that uh, for the first time in recorded history that man is now in control of the climate which is essentially what you're saying when you think you could take steps uh, to to change things around now I'm not denying that the planet is warmer however in past times according to geological history times as warm as now were known as climate optimums how can this be a climate emergency when it was an optimum and we know that life progresses better when it's a little bit warmer overall so there's all sorts of different things and what i did with my book i i did it sort of in three parts i i went i went right to the right to the heart of it uh, i felt that um, i felt that um, i had left something on the table there's a chapter in my other book that says in god god we trust or do we and i felt that i hadn't uh, uh looked at that as much as i should have uh and, you know i'm friends with sean and he said you should take that chapter three which is the weaponization of weather and write an entire book on it and uh i, I decided to try to do it again and uh, uh what i do is i just say okay you tell me this is the worst ever i'll just simply prevent uh present case after case after case of where the weather was actually worse. And the reason why I'm like that is that, yeah, I was taught by my father, who's a meteorologist. In fact, his 92nd birthday is tomorrow, so there's nothing wow. my dad has seen uh, as far as the weather goes. Happy birthday, Mr. Bristardi, from the C.L. Bryant Show. Happy birthday, Mr. Bristardi. The foundation you stand on today was built yesterday to reach for tomorrow. So the object of the game here is if you can see 
uh, occurrences yesterday can set it up. And the way I did with that Texas freeze, we were out in front of that. My company was a week out in front because uh, the computer models started looking like 1899. And I knew darn well what happened in 1899. We even had weather maps back to 1899. <laughs> and that was, a sh- of course, what happened in Shreveport and these places. So, uh, you know, there was nothing new under the sun with that, except that there's now, for instance, in Texas, 26 million people living there. Yeah. So the infrastructure is a little bit different. Than Let me the ask you this. Much different, but. Let me ask you this, Joe. In fact, uh, what I want to do is I'm going to call. Uh, uh, I want I want you, me, and and Sean on on his radio together. That would be really neat. I was just on with him a well, couple a, a few fun. days ago. I was just on him that'd a few days a ago, and I, I I'd love it if if the three of us could get on together. But let me ask you this, Joe. Uh, first of all, where can we get where can we get uh, a hold of a copy of your book? Well, uh, Amazon.com has it, uh, and also BarnesandNoble.com. It's not in the bookstores; it's in, in uh, those two. So that's where that's where you get it. Uh, I want to say another thing. I offer a solution to this, uh, which is not wouldn't crash the economy. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, Chapter 14 uh, about this so, uh, solution, which is plant a lot more trees globally, nuclear power. And uh, there are a lot of environmentalists that support those two things. And uh, I think uh, carbon capture is a, a good idea also. And, yeah. Uh, you know, well, well, let me ask you, what was the what was the genesis okay. of this book, Joe? What was the genesis of this book? I mean, we, we're talking about the weaponization of weather in a phony climate war. Joe, you're making a statement here. So what what's the genesis of this? Talk to us. Well, the, the thing was that I was on set with Sean, and, you know, when I first met him, he was half my size. You know, he's <laughs> my size. Well, what the heck is going on? Yeah, he's here, blown right? up. <laughs> he was just, well, that, 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 that one chapter is really, really good, and he encouraged me, and, uh, you know, I decided to, uh, yeah, I came, I, came off the, I came off the head, and I said, I said in my life, I said, he wants me to write another book. He says, well, get on it, you know, and with time, I prayed about it, and I said, you know what? I can see where this is going. This is a political thing that, uh, uh, you know, what, what also really spurred me on, it started was with Hillary Clinton got a regular run-of-the-mill hurricane, Hermine, in 2016. It took 11 days for that to come across the Atlantic and become a hurricane at the height of the hurricane season and then tried to claim that's a sign of climate change. Well, if that was a sign of climate change, it was not nearly as bad as some of the other stuff that's going on with hurricanes that I knew then, okay, they're going to weaponize this thing. Uh, I mean, uh, another big thing was uh, uh, Gina McCarthy getting in front of Congress. And I, I thought, I couldn't believe it. She gets in front of Congress and says, well, all these steps will only save 0.01C over 30 years, but it'll be a good example for the rest of the world. <laughs> I'm like, what? We're going to commit national suicide for that? And the other thing is, that, you know, what's interesting is I stuck two chapters in there about COVID. And I, I, I wasn't going to do that, but they turned out it, it turned out to be fortuitous because it's exactly what they're doing. I said that COVID was a, a warm up for this whole climate situation. That there's a false equivalency, and uh, you know, people are even blaming COVID on climate change, which is intuitively uh, wrong because viruses do better when it's colder anyway. In fact, part of the spike that we had across the South. In late February, early March was because it probably got real cold. I mean, in Texas, in Texas, that spike 
was probably uh, a lot of it may have had to do with people jammed into shelters and yeah. you know all of a sudden uh, your immune system takes your immune system takes a hit when there are rapid changes in temperatures and it's a lot easier to get much colder than it is to get warmer. In other words, when you're going into a heat wave one day 75, next day 80, then 85, then 90, you acclimate a lot better than you do in uh, these cold shots that come in. Yeah. The immune system takes a hit. So there's all sorts of different things, but they don't get, nobody, uh, nobody does this, uh, talks about that stuff. And I'll tell you the other thing is the, the, the conservatives have made a huge tactical error that has lost this. I mean, you know, the, the war is political. What we did was we, uh, and, and it was classic before the Texas freeze. I was begging people to get on the air before that for Monday so we could set the stage for when it happened that these people would come back in with the climate change thing and that we would have the high ground. And there's so many weather events. Even our big, we had a big hurricane season last year forecasted way in advance. We've got it again this year. And no one wants to do anything until after it happens. Now, think about this. As much as we love and cherish the conservative media, most of the media is on the other side. So who has the high ground in the explanation of this when it happens? Wow. It's not us. And wow. People do not. People are not dealing with the reality of the situation. I got to tell you something, uh, CL. I don't have any illusions about this. God did not make me to save the world. For those of us who believe, that was done 2,000 years ago. But uh, you know what? You stand up for the truth, and if I find that something is different, I'll say something's different. You know, the one thing that weather forecasting teaches you is humility. You really don't know tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, you know, I certainly have had uh, many, many doses of that. So you know, anyway, Joe, that's, that's I, I want to ask you this question. Is it's one that I don't ask everybody, but I ask people like you. I have about three and a half minutes left, Joe, and I'm going to give it to you. Um, legacy. When uh, when Joe Bastardi um, is 92, uh, maybe 95, older, 100 years old, you and I are the same age, Joe, and we both look good, we feel good, and we have a, a DNA that says we should live a while. Uh, but what do you want us to say about you? What kind of legacy do you want to live? Well, you know what? Uh, see, how men come and go. What I'm concerned is that, uh, you know, when the Lord takes me, that he says, well, God, well done, good and faithful servant. That's, the, that's, that's what you do. Look, God is, God is not the means to the end. God is the end. God gave me an ability to, to forecast the weather, to, to, to stand up when I see something, to try to get out in front, to do the work. And that's, that's what I do. So I'd hope that people see that and see I have a objectivity, love, purpose, passion about something. And above all, above all, gratitude for what, for what my Heavenly Father gave me, my family, all the other things, and humility about the fact that we don't know tomorrow. We can strive to help out the best we can, you know? So uh, that's mm. uh, uh, well, know, legacy. Men come and go. The, the cheers always diminish. And yeah. the, the only thing that's left is your closeness to the Lord. And that's what, that's what I strive for. And I'll you know, say that right off the top of my head and from the, from the depths of my heart. Amen to that, Joe. Thank you so much for that. You know, I've moved down to Hutchinson Island, Florida, and uh, I really love it uh, here on, on the island. Are we, uh, are we uh, to be concerned about hurricanes uh, this year, Joe? Yes, I do. Well, where where are you? Where are you? I'm on. I'm in Jensen Beach, Hutchinson Island, uh, Florida. 
between uh, Vero and uh, Palm Beach? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, a bigger than normal concern this year. Uh, 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 I don't know if we put it on our public site yet, but we issued our hur- we issue a hurricane impact forecast for what about where we think they're going. Last year, it was like God delivered the forecast to me. I, 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 <laughs> God never God never gives me an answer, but what happens is he says, "Go work. I'll give you the question. Go work." And find the answer and see if that can help you get closer to me. I love so we had a great forecast last year, but for South Florida, I don't like the looks of things there. Uh, the Texas and Louisiana coast, I hate to say it again, and all the explanations and the research are in that uh, forecast. I know it's on. Uh, I know it's on CFAT, uh that I did a blog on it, uh, and you know our clients have had it for you know quite some time. Yeah. And that's, you know that's what that's what I do. By the way, you know, in the private sector, yeah. If you if you're not right, you get fired. So yeah, that's it's not, true. It's not, yeah. All right, so. Hey, listen, man. God bless you. God keep you, Joe. I'm sorry it's been so long since we've had you on, but we're gonna have you on more often, man. I just love, love, love having you on. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, see you. See you. Uh, you say jump, I say oh hi. Above all, enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Bless you, man. Talk to you soon. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryan Show. That was my friend, Joe Bastardi, and he's a friend of the show. Uh, We have a mutual friend, uh, Sean Hannity. He's a mutual friend of ours. And, uh, you know, I'm going to actually, Michelle, I'm going to do that. Remind me to do that. I'm going to uh, get in touch with our our girl there, uh, with Sean, and I'm going to see if we can orchestrate. If you hear me, Joe Bastardi, and Sean on the radio, you heard it start right here on the C.L. Bryan Show. Let's make that happen. And so um, I look forward to speaking to you on the, the last, the home stretch of the show. Thank all of you for making the show as popular as it has become uh, here on um, the C.L. Bryan Show. And we thank you for uh, coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. We have a lot of things to talk about. <clears throat> Pardon me. When I come back, uh, I want to talk about this Atlanta thing because when, when you talk about Will Smith and uh, Major League Baseball, MLB, uh, it, well, I love baseball. I love, I've always loved baseball ever since I was a kid. Uh, my dad loved baseball. His father and uh, his brothers loved baseball. Uh, so I just love baseball. And um, But when you, we talk about them moving out of Atlanta because or moving out of Georgia – because they're they're protesting something that's going wrong with the black folk with black folks there, it's kind of boneheaded to me. And I'll talk to you about it. Why and why you white folks ought to push back, stand up, say something. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth. So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. You had better continue to stand up for America. Are you hearing me? You had better continue to stand up because if you don't, who is? Now, I was speaking particularly to my, um, and for the sake of conversation, uh, yeah, but, you know, for the sake of conversation, I have to use the word, I have to use colors, right? Yeah, unfortunately, that's just the way that works out. And so let me say this to uh, my white counterparts who are conservative, and those of you who are certainly independents, and you liberals better wake up. All of you, whether you're white, black, or whoever, in the liberal brigade, you better wake up. But but especially to um, uh, my white counterparts who may be undecided about where you actually stand on this thing. Now, I know that most times you're not going to hear this type of talk coming from anyone, anywhere, because it ain't politically correct. It just ain't what I'm about to say. But it is correct. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It may not be politically correct. Oh, but what I'm about to say is correct. You better hear me, white folks. You better hear me. If you, as I was saying to my friend in Shreveport, Louisiana, he grew up on one side of the tracks. I grew up on the other side of the tracks. But we're both, well, we're friends. We're good friends. Mike Woods, he's wealthy. Ooh, he's wealthy. He got plenty of money. He's got plenty. Let me tell you something. He's a businessman extraordinaire. I ain't quite as wealthy. (laughs) No, not at all. But but he is. And and, and there's something that he and I was talking about. And I said this, and I'm going to say it again. And you better hear me. White people in particular. And um, those of you who are liberals, all of you, black and white, you better hear me. If you are afraid of being called ugly names for saying and doing the right thing in this America today because of political correctness, you are trading your birthright for what you think is some kind of peace treaty with those who hate you and want to destroy the legacy that not just your four parents left you, but what mine left me. You are sitting idly by with your trying to be safe while your country is being totally dismantled and you're not saying anything. Now, let me speak to black conservatives in the church. And I'm talking about black conservatives who go to church and believe in the tenets of Christianity, 
But you don't call yourselves conservatives because that's not politically correct, is it? Huh? I'm talking to black Christian people who know better than to think that the police are your enemies. You know better than that. I'm talking to black folks uh, and white folks who are afraid to say anything because it's not politically correct. You are losing every possibility of having whatever dreams you could have had squashed by your lunacy of wanting to go along to get along in this politically correct environment that you've allowed to be bred among your children in your schools. In fact, you've paid for it in your schools. It has been your tax dollars that has led to the way public schools are today. And we like to blame that great imaginary person called they. They. They, you would think that they have uh, all power. And they do. If you give it to them. Them. They and them. Oh my goodness, who is they and them? They are people who exist in our political imaginations. They, when we usually talk about they, we're talking about the government, aren't we? Well, then you're talking about you. Because whoever inhabits your state representative seat, your House of Representatives seat, your Senate seats, your school boards, whoever sits there, you did it. You put them there or you allowed them to be put there. And if you didn't vote, shame on you. And this is why you'll always hear me say you have no reason to complain. Even if your vote was stolen, your vote could not have been stolen if you had not voted and you would have no right to complain about the possibility, about the suspicion of your vote being stolen if you didn't vote. Can you? But back to my case in point, what I was trying to say to you white folks, you had better stop kowtowing, running and hiding every time you think someone is about to go racist on you or call you a racist. What has happened to you? You used to be uh, rather forthright. And I think you still are. Except I think the reason you're backing down now is that it's not just people who you don't know who are calling you and or you're afraid might call you. It's not just your neighbors. I think we're more subdued now is because our children 
are saying that we are Neanderthals. Why? Because their teachers and their peers, their generation, has been subdued and they have drank from the Kool-Aid fountain. Yeah, they have. Oh, yeah, they have. They have drank from the Kool-Aid fountain. And uh, guess what? The progressive liberals, and Job says it's a spiritual thing. Job Stardy was just on with me. Uh, Meteorologist extraordinaire, Job Stardy, was just on with me. And Job said it's a spiritual thing. And I believe that as well. Because what have they robbed? What what's being robbed here? You're being robbed of a nation that is founded upon these words. We are endowed by our creator. You know, Satan had to hate to hate that. Huh? The devil has to hate that. And he has been an enemy of those words all the time. But uh, his voice could not be heard as loudly as it was now because America was a a God-fearing nation. Oh, even if you didn't even go to the Christian church, you went to the Jewish synagogue. Even if you weren't a a Jew or a Christian, uh, you went to your mosque and you were respected for your religious beliefs. You were a pious person. Then that was respected. A deacon would walk down the streets of Shreveport, Louisiana. I've seen it happen. Gamblers would hide their dice. They'd put their dice up if a deacon was coming by. If a preacher was coming by, oh, my goodness, they'd all stand, take their hats off. The preacher was coming by. I'd been with my pastor, Pastor Jones, when I was just a kid. Grew up with him. I was uh, three years old when he first came to Galilee Baptist Church. Tallest man I ever saw in my life that time he was only stood six six but i'd never seen anybody that tall yeah but when he walked down the street in certain neighborhoods in our in the neighborhoods in the he went on crusades and so forth uh evangelistic crusades there'd be there'd be people in, in the in the ghettoish part of of shreveport who would be drinking they'd hide the liquor bottles they push them aside they they put them behind them because they recognize the preacher all of that has gone away. All of that has gone away. And we are uh, now becoming a nation. Can, can you understand where we have come from to where we are? Can, can you understand that? Can you understand just what has been lost here? Can you understand that? You need to wake up. You need to stand up and push back. And I was saying to you, my white counterparts, what has happened to you? you? Used to be rather forthright about these types of things, very dogmatic about it. But now you have compromised for the safety and comfort of not being called names, huh? I wish all of us had that comfort of just blending in to the woodwork. You know, somebody once said, I can't remember who it was, but I used to box many years ago. But and so it applies to what I'm about to tell you here. You can't you can play baseball. You can play football. You can play basketball. Tennis, whatever. 
but you can't play boxing. No, you can't play boxing. Boxing's uh, for real deal. I mean, everybody has a plan, as Mike Tyson said, until they get hit in the face. <laughs> you can't play boxing. And Americans, the fight that we're in, this we, you can't play it. You can't play this. This is real deal stuff. This is full contact sport right here. It's not a game. Even though we call it a fight game in boxing, but that's just the way the business end of it works. In that ring, it's serious business. That guy wants to punch your head off. He wants to take the middle of your body out. You can't play boxing. In America, we can't play at keeping our republic. That is serious, serious business. And you had better get serious about keeping it. Or you, my fellow Americans, we will lose this thing together. Time to stand together. Or the progressive liberals, they're going to hang American principles and us along with them separately. That's real talk. (laughs) I'm CL. Hey, listen, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our rights to speak our minds. And until I am able Talk to you again. My heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God would bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.